Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus with Kaunda. We are doing our thing. It is post NBA draft time. It is a special time of the year because, you know, we've had the finals come and go. We've now seeing the next generation take the center stage. And uh, and the draft itself was incredible. So we'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about the WNBA. There's some things to look out for in the WNBA season. In fact, it's about down, down time that we did this counter. How are you, first and foremost? I'm great. You can call me Postseason K now. Postseason K. The return of Postseason K. And I'm good. Yeah, well, it's good that you're good. And uh, yeah, we're into the postseason. I mean, this is basically it, although the post-postseason. Um, we're, we're like, <laughs> you know, in the wasteland of, of no men's basketball. But what's great is we're in... The, the spring and summertime of the women's basketball season, which is just yep. superb, superb. So we'll be talking about the WNBA, the Commissioner's Cup, the All-Star Game, previewing some of that, and some of our favorite players uh, so far in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time coming. But let's uh, start off by thanking all of our partners. We want to thank our partner, uh, Supersport.com. We want to thank Betcoza. And, of course, the Podhouse. We are back at the Podhouse this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the uh, um, end-of-season review that we had uh, when the Warriors uh, won the NBA championship last week. Can you believe it's a week already, Counter? Yes, I can, because I am sick of all those Warriors fans. Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we do our thing. Um, it was a heck of a season, and, and the Warriors taking the championship was just the cherry on top for me, especially. So, Counter. Let's look at the NBA draft and what an incredible, incredible evening it was um, with the draft overnight because, you know, everybody had their ideas to who was going to go first, second, third, and then, you know, like what ordering they thought it was going to be. And then from there, there was also an idea, okay, the Sacramento Kings are picking fourth. They People thought they knew who they were going to select. Yep. That went out the window. Uh, the New York Knicks, oh my goodness, those guys doing everything that the Knicks do. Selecting, not selecting, trading, not trading, all sorts of stuff. So yeah. there's a lot to get through. Um, let's let's run through our sort of lottery first um, 15 picks. Okay, let's go. Right, so pick number one. And, and we'll review all of these once I've gone through the list itself, right? Yeah. So pick number one was the Orlando Magic. They went first and surprise, surprise, everybody thought it was either going to be Chet Holmgren or, as the betting had said, Jabari Smith Jr. It turned out to be Paolo Banquero. Um, yep. And the, the the forward out of Duke, uh, standing at six ten, uh, the guy is, he's a big kid. But yeah, number so one joining other big kids. Oh it, it, goodness, in Orlando, in yeah, Orlando, yeah. Like they, they, they've planted all sorts of tall evergreens. Maybe it's palm trees in Orlando. Uh, picking second was the Oklahoma City Thunder. They picked Chet Holmgren um, from Gonzaga, seven footer, uh, really really interesting prospect. Mm-hmm. Then Jabari Smith Jr. goes third, going to the Houston Rockets. Uh, people had expected he might go um, first, uh, but then you know this is the draft. Things happen. Uh, he's he's out of Auburn University. He's also six uh, ten uh, forward, um, but really good shooting on him. The surprise, I guess, was everybody looking at the Sacramento Kings and saying, "Will the Kings king? Will they make a mistake?" And so many people feel like they they might have. They selected Keegan Murray, a forward out of Iowa State, six uh, eight forward. Um, instead of what everybody thought was going to be the pick, Jaden Ivey, who's a guard mm-hmm. from Purdue, uh, he went five to the De- uh, Detroit Pistons. And it was really, really shocking. Um, but we'll get into some of the reasons behind that just now. Number six, the, uh, Indiana Pacers uh, had their selection, and they selected Benedict Matherin, 
um, who's from Arizona, 6'6 forward. Uh, he'll be an interesting prospect for them. Then the number seven pick was the uh, Portland Trailblazers. They went and picked a guard, Shaden Sharp. Didn't really play much in college. He was from out of Kentucky, 6'5. Um, New Orleans Pelicans, they pick another guard um, from the G League Ignite. So the highest of the G League Ignite players picked in this year's draft, Dyson Daniels out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and his story is also really interesting because I think his, he's come via the NBA Academy uh, Australia through to the G League Ignite experience. And then here he is, the number eight pick in, uh, in the draft. Bad, not bad, um, Six, seven guard is a good size for a guard. So uh, you get, uh, um, at the ninth pick, you had the Sacramento, uh, Sacramento the San Antonio Spurs. They picked uh, Jeremy Sohan. Um, a forward from Baylor, who was Polish. Um, interestingly, mm-hmm. he grew up in, in, in England, uh, played in Milton Keynes for a while. So a big up to the UK. Keynes. You know, you know that. Milton Keynes. Yeah, 6'9 forward um, from Baylor. You had Johnny Davis um, picked 10th by the Washington Wizards. He's a guard standing at 6'5. Number 11 pick was the New York Knicks. They selected Usman Jeng, um, who has Senegalese roots. He's French, a forward. Played in New Zealand, or rather in, in the Australian Basketball League, uh, but played for the New Zealand Breakers. He stands at 6'10", really, really big kid. A uh, bit of a wiry frame with him. But then that pick got traded almost immediately to the Oklahoma City Thunder, making them just, I mean, those guys have got picks and picks and picks. Number 12 in this draft, Oklahoma City Thunder. Yet again, they almost had back-to-back <laughs> picks if you look at that. And they selected Jalen Williams, another yep. forward, uh, standing at 6'6". Uh, from Santa Clara, then would you believe it? The Charlotte Hornets, those guys, MJ's guys, they yep. go and select Jalen Duran, a center. Um, he's a 6'11 center, but then gets traded to Detroit. So you're like, okay, you picked that center that you need. Oh, wait, hang on, you're not going to hold on to him? Okay, that's yeah, fine. I was surprised because they do need some size there. Well, they went and did that a couple of picks later, right? Yeah, because number 14, you had the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have uh, Oshai Agbaji, um, a Nigerian-American forward from Kansas, standing at 6'6". And then uh, Toronto, what we're, we're, we're calling the lottery picks. Um, Charlotte Hornets with another pick. They pick Mark Williams, a Nigerian-American, whose sister Elizabeth Williams plays in the WNBA. Uh-huh. Uh, she was present at, at his draft, uh, which was just really sweet. It's great to see family do that. Straight out of Duke, um, standing at 7'2". A lot of people see him as a very raw po- uh, prospect. Um, he's got the height, um, he's got the size, he doesn't necessarily have all of the skills um, mm-hmm. that people expect. But this is what you get, you, you, you get these guys who could become really, really big superstars. So that's your sort of general lottery. We'll go into some of the other later picks um, who have some African heritage and, yep. and what we might m- might like to see from them. But let's look at the drama itself, Count. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you had all of this where people were like, okay, it's going to be Chet, it's going to be Jabari, and then it was Paolo. Yeah. I mean, did that surprise you? Yes, because usually Cyrus, you know, the the, the hyped ones normally, uh, you you, you know, uh, get picked earliest. So mm. you know, you you remember Zion Williamson, you, mm. you you know, you 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 remember picks before that. Um, who who who's the kid uh, we like out of uh, Detroit? Cade uh, Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. I so, mean, you look at the, the the recent number one picks, like Cade Cunningham, yeah. uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. We, um, they're, they're all hyped nicely. Yeah. Uh, you know, but and and then and then they, they they get picked that way. But like I always say, uh, Cyrus, we always mention needs analysis. Everybody might be talking. Yeah, this is the highest prospect. This is the, you know, the the the, the, the best guy that's mm. coming into the league. But 
they're the teams have got their needs. But what's interesting is that I don't even know if they pick needs wise in mm. this draft. I think for 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 the first time in a very long time, we mm-hmm. actually had a really good crop, like three really big name star youngsters mm-hmm. who were somewhat interchangeable. Like people weren't quite sure how they would be picked. They were together as a trio, and it was always like, okay, it will be Chet, Paolo, Jabari. Yep. Paolo, um, maybe Chet, Jabari. Jabari, Chet, Paolo. It was interchangeable, right? <laughs> yep. Like, you know, those 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 grifters you see with a board and some cards. What's yep. underneath this cup? What's underneath this cup? You know? So it was one of those where you just had to pick as to what you are going to do. But interestingly, right, mm-hmm. you have the Orlando Magic looking at their young roster thinking, Paolo could be the most NBA-ready player right now, which mm-hmm. gives them somewhat of a boost. I don't think that they're going to try and make the playoffs immediately. But with the guys that they have um, on that roster, and it's quite a young roster, they'll yep. look and say, I think we can actually start having some fun and, and letting this kid loose. Let him go out there, make some mistakes, but at the same time, do what he does well. Considering that they had Franz Wagner um, playing as a forward um, last year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was a really great pick for them. So they've got some really good star quality coming in from the from the youth. Yeah, um, and, and that's what I like for, for Orlando is that, you know, years and years and years, they've been such a bad team. Mm-hmm. They've picked really poorly. Um, uh, sorry, Mobamba. Uh, but he, he hasn't <laughs> quite lived up to what they needed. But yeah. he has shown some flashes of real improvement over the last year and a bit. Yeah. So they, um, It happens when you go to the weight room and come Well, back, that uh, weight room was definitely being utilized by Mobamba. <laughs> um, and, and he seemed a lot more determined, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I liked that. But, the, you know, there are other elements of his game that people always try and pick apart because he's not the best passer, nor is he the best shooter. But he's showed that his shot blocking has improved. Mm-hmm. His, his defensive awareness has improved a lot. So I think that when I look at this, um, I say, okay, fine, Orlando's really got a great um, number of options because they've also got Jalen Suggs, who they, they drafted last year. And he had a somewhat lackluster first season in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the fact that they've got former number one pick Markel Fultz. Let's not go there. I, I'd rather talk about Cole Anthony than yeah. oh, Markel Fultz. Oh, goodness. I mean, you, okay. you, know, you know I like Cole Anthony. I know, I know you do. Himself. Um, but, but, that's, but, but it's really important to actually remember that Cole Anthony is part of that roster. Yeah, because he, he's but quite Fultz a great player. was really good for them. Um, he was really good for them in spurts. He's had his, his his battles in the past. I'm not writing off Markel Fultz, and I know that we'll be changing your tune come the end of the season. Well, um, well, look, um, I, I have been known to be wrong from time to time. Yeah, time to time to time to time to time. To time. I did think the, the, the Celtics might win, so, you know, I do get things wrong. Look, but it, uh, it happens. You also supported the, the, the Lakers. But anyway, yeah, no, carry on. Supported. Yeah. I support the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Lakers for life it is true but look let, let, let me not start beating down Markel Fultz I mean we, we know he he went through some challenges yeah. and it was more than just a physical injury you know it did affect his self-esteem and stuff like that so you know you, unless you're in his shoes you won't understand what he no, went exactly through. so you know a big shout out to Markel Fultz I hope he comes right in Orlando or wherever else he might uh, need to go but I think he's he's got a fit there in Orlando that seems to work for this young team and he's at round about the right age as well he's not mm. too old um, he's he's really working his way into to what's happening there. And I think adding Paolo Banquero to that mix is really important because he has star quality about him. This is a guy at Duke, and Duke are always one of those teams trying to uh, challenge for for titles and um, you know NCAA championships and that sort of thing. And and they build winning culture there. I mean, at least they did with uh, with Coach K. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about Paolo, um, apart from being mistaken for uh, Patrick Mahomes of the F1, 
better know your sports, F1 people. <laughs> don't, be, don't be like that. I was going to say they do look similar, but... <laughs> there, I, there, 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 are some similarities, there are some similarities. But, uh, but, uh, but you best know your Paolo from your, from, from from your, your Patrick. Pet. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's at least, uh, and I'm saying this in height, four inches between them. But anyway. Pause. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that I think that Paolo as a pick for, for the Magic will be a really good pick. He's potentially the best player um, currently of these players, these uh, like Chet and Jabari probably need more work to get to, to the, the level that, that is required of them mm-hmm. in the NBA level that, uh, as opposed to Paolo. But then Paolo could also hit those heights earlier and then potentially uh, have an extended run at that, that level, that high level. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I like the pick for Orlando. Um, there are a lot of people who don't. They were surprised. And it was a surprise considering all the narrative before. Yeah. Let's go to the number two pick with Chet Holmgren. Um, what do you think of him? I mean, I, I, we've, I we've never Chet. spoken about him on the show. I, I like Chet Cyrus. Do you know why? Uh, he, tell he, me why. He's one of those slim dudes that mm-hmm. you don't expect much from. But I've seen him play uh, in scrimmage yeah. games. I, I, I think I even saw a video with him playing against Steph. He looked yeah. impressive. And, and I know he had height over most of the people on the floor. But the, I think, like you said, he's not a 100% like... NBA ready, you know, you mm, get mm. you get your Kobe's and your MJ's and you, you know your LeBrons that come looking very NBA yeah. ready. But he's going to an OKC Cyrus, which is full of young talent. Yeah, and I think he's going to fit in nicely. He's not going to look out of place like a young Kobe going into the the Lakers mm. <laughs> in '96 and thinking, "Who are these old people?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are all the knees creaking? <laughs> so, so I, I, I think Chet. Uh, I, I like. I, I would have liked him to go number one because I was really expecting he'd be number one. But where he has wound up in OKC, I think it's a, it's a nice place. There, there are not too many flashy lights there. Uh, they'll mm. allow him to grow, make mistakes, uh, probably send him to the weight room too and see what happens Probably. There. <laughs> I think they've got him on a chicken nuggets and burgers diet right now. Or maybe they should put him on that minute ball budget <laughs> diet that, 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 that they try to put our, our late great on and see yeah. uh, if, he, if he, you know, he, he, he Just straight up out. full fat milk. <laughs> he, he he fits into his frame, but 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 I think uh, uh, for a center, he's a bit small. Like mm-hmm. he can get bullied in the paint, but I think with with more experience, he he know how to be clever in, in the paint and, yeah. and, and dominate. And I, and 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 I like it for for OKC. They've they've had some terrible years, as you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they tried certain combos that didn't work, from Russell Westbrook and Paul George to CP3 and Melo. And, and, and that's in recent years. Yeah, in recent yeah. years. Like, things I mean, just didn't work. And, 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 I, and I think them th- uh, now, you know, considering starting with a young talent and seeing who they can groom in, in OKC, yeah. great place for Chet to no, wind up. I, I like that too. And I, if anything, he's, he's got the ability now to, to really rise with this group. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel that Chet Holmgren, as a seven-foot player, with, with some handles, some shooting, um, and good shot blocking could yep. be, I mean, sky's the limit for him. And in a way, what's, what's, cause we're always trying to find, um, we're trying to find people that we can compare them to, right? Yep. So there's been these Kevin Durant comparisons, mainly because of the body shape, yep. not necessarily because of the shooting or playing style. And then you also have from a body's, um, um, perspective, comparisons to Giannis Atentacumpo when he first came into the league. And mm-hmm. then you sort of see how Giannis has become this monster, an absolute athlete. So 
this guy can be the limit for Chet Holmgren if he can get his body right, yeah. um, especially from an NBA perspective, right? Yeah. Like you say, you know, if he's playing as a center, there are other centers who are seven foot who are pretty built who are going to be pushing him around. Absolutely, because I, I, you know, if I see Chet coming up against Stephen Adams, I'll be like, oh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, he might use him as a toothpick, the like, longest uh-oh. toothpick ever. But but the thing though is. Chet Holmgren also has the ability to 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 potentially be somebody like um, Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. who's got great shot blocking ability. Yep. Isn't necessarily the biggest no, he's guy. Not a he's wiry, guy. but he's he's solid. Yep. Um, he handles himself in, um, under the rim and and in the paint. But the thing about Rudy is that he doesn't he doesn't stretch the floor. He's mm-hmm. not a shooter. He mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily finish well. I mean, his, his finishing around the bas- basket's quite good, actually. Uh, but sometimes his hands... The, the handles that Chet does. Yeah, and, and that's where people look at this and say, imagine Rudy Gobert could play basketball, as in, like, dribble the ball, shoot the ball from range, mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, post-up dunk. And, and even Rudy's post-up game is horrible. But anyway, you know, you've got a, the potential Needs in improvement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, dropping that H word. What, what is he? Two, two, two time defensive player of the year. Three time. You know this. Uh, you know this guy's Rudy Gobert. His skill set. Anyway, this isn't about Rudy Gobert. This is about uh, Chet Holmgren. And yep. and I think the best case scenario for me is a Rudy Gobert who can shoot. Yep. That means he's a he's going to be a multiple time all star. Yep. Um. And and you know he's got the passing ability as well. He's not like Nikola Jokic. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what he develops into. Now, Jabari Smith Jr. was my favorite, actually, for, mm-hmm. for the number one pick. Why? Um, I like how he plays. I love okay. his shooting ability. Mm-hmm. He's probably the best shooter, like natural three-point shooter of all of these top three guys. Okay. And potentially one of the best shooters in this entire draft class. Um, he, he also looks like it could be your cousin. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I okay. need to investigate that. Here's, I, here's where I come out with it. Yeah, you know, we're I, I need, related. I need to investigate <laughs> that. <laughs> no, 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 no family relation. <laughs> no relation. Um, but but I like his game. And and I think what's nice about Jabari Smith Jr. is that, mm-hmm. you know, he he'll has a lot to, to improve on from a playmaking perspective. Yeah. But he goes into a Houston Rockets team where it has Jalen Green, who can be a real superstar in that mix. And all eyes will be on what Jalen Green does, especially after his end to his first season in the NBA, Mm -hmm. where he started looking like he'd really found something. Mm -hmm. Um, And he could be one of the... um, most improved players next year, you know, if, if he carries on the, on the trajectory he was on, yeah. which takes some of the eyeballs off Jabari Smith Jr. a little bit. Yeah, They've got a young team as well at the Houston Rockets. They're starting to jettison some of the older guys. I see um, there was talk of... of um, Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon. I mean, Eric, Eric Gordon, Gordon, sorry. Potentially, potentially going uh, to, departing. Yeah, uh, and I think going to the Sixers, that's some of the rumors that I saw. But, you know, if they're able to make it a younger and younger team, I mean, Christian Wood's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got um, Garuba who's there. They've they've got um, some really, really interesting, interesting youngsters. Look, to be honest with you, Cyrus, uh, the Houston uh, Rockets are one of those teams. You know, I always pick my team. Yeah. And then I always pick a team that I'll be watching. And and based on um, the, the the talent they have and how young and athletic they are, I will be watching the Houston Rockets. And you'd be surprised why I'll be watching the Houston Rockets. Please tell me, because first of all, it is not John Wall as you as you'd have thought. But they, they, they've wow, got some not John Wall. <laughs> they've got a youngster called um, Jay Sean. I like Jay Sean. Oh. Jay Sean Tate. Yeah. He, 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 yeah, he, he's he's not bad, Jishon Tate. He, he he's like a well-behaved 
uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nate Robinson. Where yeah, are you yeah, going you with know this? A well-behaved <laughs> Nate Robinson. <laughs> yes. Gee, he's six four. Nate Robinson wishes. Uh, look, but, but I get no, you. No, but body type, you know, and, yeah. and aggression, and and then again, they've also got. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's. Alper oh, Alper and Shengun, yeah. Shengun. No, I, Alper and Shengun I, I like the so look good. of Alper and Shengun. He, he, he really is good. Um, he's one of those who I think, you know, last season was was a really interesting um, rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he showed that he's got some talent. And, and I think that's why we're looking at this Rockets team thinking there could be something there. You add Jabari Smith Jr. to this mix and you've got Jalen Green there. And you did uh, mention Kenyon Martin Jr., right? No, Kevin Porter Jr. is the one. Kevin mm-hmm. Martin Jr., bleh. Can you yeah, um, so you, 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 obviously, uh, um, sorry, you, you said Kevin? Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter is Porter the Jr. one. Yeah, yes, not yes, Kevin yes. Kenyon Martin. Not Kenyon Martin. Yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. is the mm-hmm. one. I I was about to mention him because he's, look, he's a third-year player, or fourth year when, when the season when starts. When the season starts, And yeah. he's had his ups and downs. He's looked really good in, in, in dispatches, but he's, he's, he's one of those who can be a bit hit and miss. Mm-hmm. And this, this really is Jalen Green's team. Let's true, not true, get true, this true, twisted. True. So when we're adding Jabari Smith Jr. to the mix here, I don't think it becomes Jabari's team unless he has like a massive, massive, um, you know, uh, upshot in terms of, of, of how his, his skills translate. Mm-hmm. But I think that you're looking at, at them building around what happens with Jalen Green. Kevin Porter Jr. is a great piece to have right now. Absolutely. But he's also kind of temperamental. And, and there's been issues around that um, in the league where they've been like, okay, is he really the guy that we want to build with? So if he buys into the culture, sticks to what he needs to be doing and does what he can do well, mm-hmm. then this guy's the limit for him. And then with that 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 mix, like you say, you know, you're looking at Alper and Shengun. Um, I mentioned um, Usman Garuba, who we love, uh, one of our sort of African brothers mm-hmm. playing out of Spain. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., you know, you look at that and you're like, okay, this is a good nucleus um, and, and could be something that could be built on. And they've now, got a young coach as well. I'm going to be watching the, the Houston Rockets this season. So. No, as you should, as you should. I mean, Steven Silas, who's been coaching them, mm-hmm. he's looked good. He's had his problems. What I love is that uh, Desagana Job is one of the assistants at the Rockets. There we go, that um, African flavor. You know, we're always going to rip our guys. Um, and, and I think that's what's great about them selecting Jabari because Jabari can shoot well. He can actually light up whatever's happening. And, and Jalen Green can can be some some somewhat have tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can bring the rest of the team into play, it really will elevate everything that can happen mm-hmm. within that particular roster. I want to talk about the Sacramento Kings here. Okay. Um, and them picking Keegan Murray. Mm. Um the talk had all been around them selecting Jaden Ivey because he was the fourth best player in, in this class. Yep. But he was so similar to Darren Fox, who they have as their point guard, yep. that everyone's like, oh, but the fit's not going to work. And they got rid of Halliburton because, you know, th- they're really looking at at, at Fox and, um, and um, I'm going to go blank on... on, on uh, uh, on, on Mitchell, uh, sorry, Davion Mitchell, Davion Mitchell, who's the other young guard that they have there. Mm-hmm. So picking another guard in that mix just didn't seem to make sense. No. But then that's why people were talking about them potentially trading down in order to pick Keegan Murray so that they're not necessarily picking him too high. Mm-hmm. But they went ahead and picked him and everyone was like, ooh, Keegan Murray. Interesting. Yet... He fits within to uh, within what they they they're wanting to do. Um, really, really interesting player. And I think what was nice about Keegan Murray because there's a lot of people who've been talking about him who say he's not the finished article yet, but he's also such a good kid. Like yep. he, he listens. He 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 he's very coachable, which is something that they always talk about. And 
when you have somebody like that who can actually go out there and, and do some stuff for you, um, you can build around that because the Kings really don't have much of a future um, looking at their current construction. But they've got Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. They've brought in Keegan Murray, who could be a superstar talent. We'll see where he grows. De'Aaron Fox is there. And they've got Demontis Sabonis. Yeah. So Doma Sabonis will be there. And uh, and I think that it, there's a lot of excitement around what, of the Kings. Obviously, everyone's going to be like, oh, the Kings kinged again. They went to <laughs> pick the wrong guy. Let's see. No, look, Keegan a, is a forward. And, and if he finds an experienced forward like uh, Sabonis there, he, he can learn from him. Mm. And, and, and I think it will make him an even better, like he impressed in college. So yeah. and now imagine he, he finds a Sabonis who's got all this NBA experience and says, so young man, let me take you under my wing and show you the ropes. I think he can only be a positive uh, addition. I know, I mean, they, why would the Sacramento Kings have settled for a, for, for, for a guard unless they wanted to trade him? For, no, for, for, exactly. for someone else. So, but, so bringing a forward makes a lot yeah, of sense, they, right? You, you put some, some some talent in your front court so that you don't really need to be trading pieces. You actually bring somebody you can develop. I, I actually love that. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, he's 6'8", um, you know, 97 kilos, so uh, 215 pounds. I mean, that's a big guy, you know. Um, you know, a six eight mm. is a call it two meters. Uh, I am six four and I'm ninety six kgs. You can't, you can't be that big. Just, just remember, this is NBA big, right? We're not necessarily talking about general average guy <laughs> because if I was in the NBA right now, I wouldn't be a big guy. I'd no. be a humongous guy. Well, so no, no. But let let, let me also qualify it. He's ninety seven kgs. Yeah. That's lean muscle. Mine yeah. comes with a bit of uh, <laughs> history. Comes with history, yes. counter. Let's just yes. say that. <laughs> my, my, my 96 kgs comes with a bit of history. So I was just trying to be, uh, you know. No, no, I know what you were doing. Old, fly, and yeah. flashy. <laughs> but what's great about Keegan Murray, though, is, I mean, you look at his college stats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he averaged 23.5 points a game at Iowa last season. Yep. Um, and, and shot 39.8% from three. Crucially for me, and, and this is what I like about players like this, is let's see what the three-point numbers seem okay. I mm-hmm. mean, almost 40% from three is good. Um, but then the free throw numbers, 74%. I'd love for that to be better because that for me is the mark of a real professional. Yeah. Like if you go out there, you make your free throws, then everybody will be looking at you thinking, okay, we actually think we've got a real prospect here. The point scoring is great. Um, and he also is not a terrible rebounder. He was averaging like 8.7 rebounds a game last, last year in college. Mm-hmm. So Keegan Murray is a good prospect. I don't think anybody should look at this and say, what the heck were they doing? They just went in a totally different direction. Um, but then the big winners of the draft for a lot of people were the Detroit Pistons. And the Pistons, because they went and got Jaden Ivey, who was still on the table, surprisingly, after... Um, you know, the, the, the Kings went in a different direction. And now you've got the Pistons thinking, hang on a second, we've got two of the best guards, um, the in best recent, young guards. In recent drafts, In recent right? drafts. I mean, Cade <laughs> uh, Cunningham showed that he could be a real stud. Now, Cade Cunningham, Cyrus, that, that, that's the star in the making. Mm. I, I mean, for a guy who wound up at a team that wasn't all that, yeah, and and we're still talking about him. He hasn't faded into obscurity, right? No, and, and, and like it's not as if he even has the best pieces around him. But 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 look, besides that, let's go back to Jaden Ivy. I think Cyrus Jaden Ivy, fifth pick. Uh, this guy is six four, uh, nice size guard. You know, he, mm. he he's 
he's sort of like a little Hella bit quick. Uh, taller than well, like a one inch taller than Steph. Yeah, which makes him like a nice sized guard. He's, you know, he's not he's not Kemba Walker. He's or, the same height as uh, as as uh, the defensive player of the year. Uh, yes, um, Marcus Smart. Yeah. So he, but he he's younger and 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 and, and you like you said, he's quick. Mm. He, he's very nimble Hella on quick. his feet. So I I see uh, some good stuff happening in, in Detroit. But look, they're not gonna. Chase for a championship, but look, they they <laughs> not right away. Maybe uh, you know they, they. But 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 if you have these two guys in your in your backcourt, you you're gonna have some exciting basketball. Well, well, when you look at it, and this is what's great about about Detroit right now, right? Mm. Is that they've got you've got a, an Ivy Cunningham combo. Yeah, and these guys are but almost who, interchangeable. Who would, who, would, who would play the two? Well, Cade can play both. Okay, so you you, you Ivy can play, can Cade. play both. So, okay. so they're able to to switch who the the dominant ball handler is, mm-hmm. depending on how they want to play. Yeah. If they want to play at pace, Ivy's your guy. He's running up and down, right? Mm-hmm. When they want to slow it down, Cade can be your guy. Mm-hmm. But either one of them can create plays for for their teammates. Can also uh, shoot the ball quite well and give you completely different ways of looking at things. I mean, Cade Cunningham is six six. I mean, that's pretty big for a guard, right? So ask magic. Uh, oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're talking about you know uh, one of the old timers here in Magic Johnson, but yeah. six six as a guard is pretty big. You got and, and he's and he's not he's not a slouch. Like no, he's, no, he's, no, no. he's fairly quick, but he's not as quick as Jaden Ivy. Ivy showed he can score big. He showed in college that he's not afraid to go out, uh, uh, no directly to the rim, try and beat players. So I really like what they've got, and this also takes the pressure off one Killian Hayes, mm-hmm. who the Detroit Pistons selected. And that seems to not be going in the direction they wanted it to go, but it then allows him to develop um, at a pl- at a pace that could be beneficial for him. Yeah, uh, um, being like the sort of guy who comes in to to relieve these guys as a relief guard, he now starts to to take on a completely different complexion. So, this is what I like. That's how that's how sixth man of the year are yeah, born, Cyrus. Sometimes exactly. because you're like, oh, maybe it didn't work out right. Let him come out with a second unit. Then you're like, hold on. Wait a minute, Tyler Hero. Not yeah. to, uh, we're not comparing K- Killian Hayes to Tyler Hero. No, but 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 you know what I mean. Like you, I, I was actually even gonna go greater and say you, you'd be like, uh, is that a Lou Williams in the making? Ooh, you know what I mean. I, I know I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, but but I, I get, you, but, I get you, you. but you know what I mean. Like sometimes this is how you make six man of the year candidates because they come off the bench and you know they 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 do what they need to do. No, exactly, exactly, Counter. And this is what's so great about what we're seeing from these guys. Um, so what I want to do is I want to ask you who, outside of those picks that we've spoken about now, who are you looking forward to seeing? Just name a couple of guys and, and then we'll just sort of talk about them briefly. And then, um, I, I want to sort of finish the draft section. So by, I, I think if, if I'm going to be very biased, which yeah. I am, as you know, mm-hmm. LeBron James is the king, but let's move on to, okay, to draft is, stuff. As biased as, as, bias as basket. To me... It's the guys you mentioned as the guys, the African-born players, yeah. as well as the, the the guys with the with the ties to to, to the African continent. So, mm. to me, if if you ask me, we had like eight eight uh, mm-hmm. uh, players selected. With I think four of them were born on the continent, and the other and the other four have got ties to the continent. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I I will I, I, especially the the higher picked ones. So like Usman Jang, uh, Usman picked Jang. number eleventh by the Knicks that went to the to, to and, OKC and, and Christian Coloco. Yes, Cameroonian, Cameroonian. Yeah, 
going to join fellow Cameroonian Pascal Siakam mm, in, at in the Toronto. Toronto Raptors. So, so I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these youngsters, you know, and 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 see what they get up to. And and I hope uh, they, they 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 perform because last season we saw one Jonathan Kuminga who who performed. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> Championship winning Jonathan Kuminga. Yes, <laughs> NBA champion Jonathan <laughs> Kuminga. Jonathan Kuminga. Like, but you, you can see what he's developing into. Yeah. Next season, we're going to see a version of Jonathan Kuminga, which is going to be jaw-dropping. A, a, a little you. bit unleashed. You, you know? You're going to see what Steve Kerr is going to make out of that young man. Look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with him. But let's go through some of the, the African players specifically. Because yes, uh, we mentioned Oshai Agbaji, mm-hmm. um, Duke Center Mark Williams. He's a Nigerian-American. Then you have, like you mentioned, Christian Koloko from Cameroon. Yep. Uh, Grand Canaria forward uh, Khalifa Job uh, of Senegal. He went 39th. And he's um, going to go to Cleveland Cavaliers. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good pick. Musa Diabate, um, French. With ties to Guinea and Mali, select, selected 43rd. Mm-hmm. He goes to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clippers really like some of these uh, young African players. Um, you've got Ishmael Kamagate, um, also French, with ties to the Ivory Coast, selected 46th overall by the Detroit Pistons. Yep. And then Yannick Nzosa. I mean, you've got to love Yannick Nzosa. Yes. From the DRC, selected 54th by the Washington It's getting Wizards. close, Cyrus. One time it would be like Mulenga. Chama, wait. <laughs> it's we're coming. Not, we're we're it's not coming. saying it won't happen, but uh, we definitely want to see that happen. So these are the players that we're sort of looking forward to. And I, I just, I can't wait for Summer League to get going because that's when we start to see these guys really sort of flex their muscle a little bit and, and show us what they're made of. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for me, Summer League is where stars are born. I always watch hey. Summer League and I'm like, you know, um, this, this past Summer League was a really interesting one for me uh, because it wasn't necessarily a young who stood out um it was uh, Struce. yeah max Struce from yeah. from the miami heat you 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 let me know about one million times during the regular season <laughs> let it I, be I, known I, a couple of times a couple of hundred <laughs> times during the postseason that i i spotted this youngster yeah, max but then again cyrus i always say you should look at the career maybe in scouting because You've spotted some of even some of these great players that have become superstars. You were like, no, all Kawanda, I'm saying is, watch this kid. And I, I'm like, oh, I know okay. how to watch tape. That's what you need in a scout. Well, uh, I might just take you up on that. Any Anybody listening from a front office somewhere, uh, hit a brother up. Yep. Okay, so we're going into our MB, uh, WNBA feature at the moment, and we've got two really interesting things to talk about. Let's talk about the, the Commissioner's Cup. One mm-hmm. of my favorite things, actually, and I know that they're going to introduce something similar in the NBA, yep. um, where, you know, now regular season games count for something. It's an in-season tournament, and we know who the finalists are and who's going to play each other. It's the Chicago Sky. They're going to be taking on the uh, Las Vegas Aces. They played each other recently. Recently, and that was a humdinger of a game. As one would expect. Oh my goodness! The Aces have re-upped, and they're looking different. They're shooting from range. They're they're comfortable, and 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 I think uh, Becky Hammond went there, right? Yeah, yeah. So she she's built a system there that's uh, impressive. And then they you've, so you've got the the the, the current champion mm-hmm. uh, Chicago Sky, who also are like you know we were champions for a reason. So yeah. Cyrus, we didn't just fall into that championship. No, 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 no. They got some great pieces. I I know they don't have Stephanie Dolson back. Yeah, this no, season. she's she's gone she's to gone. to New York. And uh, who who was the other? Did, did they have Diamond the Shields last season? Right? She's also she's gone. also gone yeah. to 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 uh, somewhere hot. The <laughs> Phoenix. She's gone to yeah. Phoenix. Yes, I knew she went somewhere to some desert. Hot. I, like I knew it. she went to some desert there. She needed some heat. <laughs> Chicago is the windy, cold city, so she was like, yeah. oh, "I need some heat." No, to but, go with those glasses. 
You know the 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 shields. Yeah, the, the face <laughs> face the shields. So anyway, Chicago's still performing. I mean, we still got the Vanderquigs. We still got Candace Parker there. We still got who who's our favorite? Kalia uh, Copper. Kalia Copper. Kalia Copper. Let's there. not get it twisted. She's so, got a, a name we won't say on the show. Kalia <laughs> F. Copper. You know though. And, and then uh, Cyrus. I, I wanted to ask you, do you think this could be a preview of the WNBA final? Yes, I'm it's, putting it out there. It's possible. I'm it's putting it out there. It's highly possible. If everybody stays fit, I think this is it. I think it could be the Chicago Sky taking on the Aces in the WNBA finals. Wow. But, you know, we there's so much season to go through. No way. No, but no, it could with, be. With your love I'm of a, Seattle. I'm, I'm a Seattle Storm fan. Uh-huh. But let me not get it twisted here, Calendar. Uh-huh. They have not been at the level that I think they need to be at if they're going to win. Right. Um, the, the 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 championship, um, and and you know there's there's a lot. I mean, it's Sue Bird's final season. She's yep. playing quite well, but it's a bit of a farewell tour, you know. Yeah. And I don't think Jewel Lloyd's been playing at the level that she should be at for the star quality that she has, mm-hmm. and obviously Brianna Stewart. There were question marks about her even returning to Seattle for this season. Mm-hmm. There's there's also rumors that she's you know had her head turned and is probably looking to 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 New York for mm-hmm. next season. So we'll see, but. They're just not necessarily gelling. I don't know what it is that, that that's happening at the storm that isn't quite there. Um, so I don't know if they'll be the ones to to really push for the title. But you, when you look at the the standings right now, right, you've got the Aces, you've got the Sky. Yep, they are the the best teams in, in the WNBA mm-hmm. uh, at present from a records perspective. Then you've got Connecticut, Seattle, Washington, Atlanta. What a great! I mean, to see Atlanta there is just superb for me. Absolutely, um, and Washington—they were one of my dark horses to, be, to begin the season. We, we, we know your love for EDD, Cyrus. She, she, she broke my heart, and I just was like, okay, it, it was a sweet <laughs> loss uh, back in the day. Um, but, but I think that you know, Connecticut are really a team that that could be out there saying, why are you trying to crown the aces in the sky as the finalists when we we're still around? Yeah, wait till you bump into John Quayle Jones. It oh, ain't John Quayle Jones, you know she's gonna be, be pretty. She's gonna tell us all of those things. <laughs> it ain't gonna um, be pretty. But let's talk about the WNBA All Star Game. Um, it's happening on the tenth of July. The All Star break starts between the eighth and the eleventh of, of July. Yeah. Um, and we've got our All Star starters. Uh, they've been named right now. Counter. Do you have those names for us? Yes. Would you like them uh, in no particular order? No particular order. 13th appearance, Sue Bird. 8th appearance, Sylvia Falls. Sabrina Inesco making mm. her first appearance, Cyrus. John Kell Jones makes this is, her... This is Sabrina's first All-Star appearance. Yep. As good as she plays. She's but, been so good this season, though. Like, yeah. I thought she was trash for a while. I used the T word. But she's really picked up her game. Uh, so I'm really great. To, I'm really happy to see that. John Kell Jones making a fourth appearance. Neka Ogumike has Come on. seventh appearance. Big shout out to Africa. You know. Candice Parker also making a seventh appearance. Kelsey Plum, first appearance. You know what? Kelsey Plum, for me. So, you know, we've got our partners, Betkoza, right? Mm-hmm. They allowed us the opportunity to take a punt on who we think might be the MVP come the end of the season. Yep. The WNBA generally doesn't have guards as MVPs, mm-hmm. but I put Kelsey Plum. Mm-hmm. Put a little money down on Kelsey. Kelsey, you best do this. <laughs> she's been so good this season. Yeah, she's been great. She's been great. Okay, please carry on. I, I disturbed uh, you there. Th- these are the starters. So, and then you got your, your girl Stewie, Brianna Stewart, making her fourth appearance. Mm-hmm. And uh, no surprises here. Asia Wilson yeah. of the Las Vegas Aces making her fourth appearance. And then don't don't leave off one more Aces player. Yes, Jackie Young. Sorry. Yes, also first-timer. Ma- making a, a, her first-time appearance. 
you know what's great about a lot of these players is uh there's so there's just so much talent here you know like you look at them mm-hmm. you just think wow these aren't like home picks or where you'd be like okay no fine, no no no, see no, that. But no no they're just the best of the best and what i like is this idea of co-captains mm-hmm. um because you've got like a sort of senior captain and and uh and, and I don't want to call them a junior captain. The youngster. <laughs> yeah, youngster but you've got Sue captain. Bird as one of the captains, and then Sylvia Fowles is the other captain. And then you've got Asia and Brianna as, as captains as well. Um, I like that. I, I, I like that too. I like the fact that uh, Sue Bird is a starter. Yeah. Obviously, uh, this is her swan song. And, yeah, you know. as, as is Sylvia Fowles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sylvia Fowles too. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the two two legends here bowing out. But mm. uh Getting the, the, that last appearance in the, in the All-Star game. Doesn't this remind you of the time where Dirk Nowitzki and, uh, was it Dwayne Wade? Um, so, was that the All-Star where Dirk <laughs> missed a dunk? <laughs> well, they were selected. They were selected into the teams. Was it Dwayne, was it, was it Wade and, and, and Nowitzki? I, I know Nowitzki was one. I can't remember whether it was Dwayne Wade. But I, I do remember where you're looking at the, the guy's knees and you're like, ooh, <laughs> his, yes. His yeah. knees were finished. They're, 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 they're finished. But, 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 but Dirk is such a good sport, though. I know we, we're diverting from the WNBA. Because remember even when he came for the Africa game? You could see that yeah. th- these are latter day oh, uh, <laughs> Dirk knees, but I, I think Dirk is it, a it was Dwayne Wade. Great but, sport. But though. I think the thing was his knees were even speaking in Germany. <laughs> you know, like it was that bad. But anyway, let's go back to the WNBA players yeah. here. I mean, so you've got the first timers, which is really great for me, but look at how many Aces players are there. It just shows you how good the Aces have been. Mm-hmm. You got Jackie Young, mm-hmm. you got Asia Wilson, mm-hmm. Kelsey Plum. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great number of players from one team. Um, the, I mean, in NBA terms, the, the Warriors used to do that with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Yep. So, you know, it's great to see that. And and then what's interesting I, is that... I, I, I like how you put it, like like the Cavs didn't do that with LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. Yeah, know, but like, uh, the Warriors did it more recently. Okay. Uh, yeah. you know, it, we'll give you that. We, we'll go into recent <laughs> history. I mean, I don't have to dust off the history oh, books. Oh, really? And the Lakers? Yeah. LeBron? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and? And? And AD? And? Uh, I can't remember the third I, one. But I talked about one. three. They had a third one. They had yeah, a third there one. There was some my, mysterious third one. My, who was my there. memory is just <laughs> not as good as it used to be. <laughs> because it never happened. <laughs> um, but but the thing for me is that just seeing some of these names here, the Aces clearly very well represented. Then you've got a, a, a good selection of players across the different uh, WNBA teams. You've got mm-hmm. two Storm players and Sue Burden and and uh, Brianna Stewart. Um, you know, I look at this and I think this is why we love this game. This WNBA All Star game is going to be awesome and they've even reserved a spot this is one of my favorite things for mm-hmm. Brittany griner who can't be there well uh, you, you know because uh, of her, her imprisonment in the, russia the, the, the situation going on there mm-hmm. yeah nah, but look uh, uh big shout out to Brittany griner hope yeah, she makes it back soon deaf. uh yeah but 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 it's going to be exciting nonetheless I, I i hope uh yeah everything goes well but uh, i mean she's got everybody's support you know no definitely definitely i mean and it's you know across the sporting world um yeah you know everybody's just thinking about Brittany griner and we, yeah we just wanted to see her g- get home and, and be safe and, and and know that everything is well um sure but yeah this WNBA all-star game um will be one of the highlights i love that necker's there um she's been so good the, the sparks have to represent a necker who, who better than I, I don't know why they have to represent but they, but, they have uh, to because they're the other la team that is loved by yours truly yeah i mean i can understand 
understand why you'd want them to. But anyway, maybe I'm just hating. You know, just big, the, big the team with the fourth worst record in the league. I don't know about Musk, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Somebody from there <laughs> has to represent. And you no, know and this. Neka's, she'd been so good. I mean, having said that, I could say that, the, the you know, um, Sabrina Inescu from the fifth worst team uh, in the league. But really, it's about the performance of the individual. Absolutely. And yeah. they've been really good. So it's been great to see that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to be talking more WNBA in the next on next week's podcast. Yep. Where we will probably do dun, 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 the post-up awards, also known as the posties. Yes. So um, we'll be giving out our sort of end-of-season awards with the, with a twist. We we love to to talk smack, and that's <laughs> what you're going to get. Um, thank you so much, Kaunda. Um, no, Sarah, that was a good one. It, it's always it ends so quick, uh, and I think you know. Uh, also, life calls. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's always great talking uh, basketball smack with you because you're a problem. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I cannot even deny it. Um, we didn't give you our social media handles up top, but I'll do it right now. So, please make sure you interact with us at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Um, we'd like to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Betcoza, and the Pod House. Um, thank you everybody for listening thank you Kay thanks Aris and I guess we'll see our beloved listeners in 7 yes and we always say that we'll catch you courtside but this time we'll catch you in the bleachers